Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reached Hangout. And if it is your first time after today's episode, you will love it here. So let's get right into today's discussion called Impressions and grab a beverage, snacks, a notepad, or flip your phone to the notes section so we can begin. FYI, there is a disclaimer for this episode because it could seem more triggering than usual. So brace yourself. Also, the topic does not intend to highlight any political views and personal stances on the controversial discussion. All right, we we just hear it, talking it out. So now that we got that all squared away, let us begin. Growing up, for the most part, we as people were taught to not judge a book by its cover. However, not all share these same views. This opposed group of people places personal preference over the reality of what they deem appropriate or too eccentric. Like, I understand the importance of wanting a uniform look, but when that look crosses the boundaries of stripping one's identity, silence isn't the answer. Because, yes, we can excuse an uneducated mind, but not repeat offenders. Like that saying goes, once you know better, you should do better. A scene from a movie called Black or White, which I highly encourage y'all to watch, um... To give a quick synopsis, it's about a man, his daughter dies giving birth, his wife soon after recently passed away, so he has this biracial grandbaby. The parents, the grandparents and the family from African-American side wants to deem custody of the child because they never get to see the child. So it's like they're going back and forth and battling. But overall, it's a good good story. It's a good story. So if you ever want to watch it, watch it. But the scene from this movie states it best by saying this we have different skin colors is that the first thing i notice is the color of their skin yes because i can go ahead and submit that it's the first thing you see and i don't know why that is any more than i know why when i see a good looking woman the first thing i notice are her breasts because i do but if i move on to my next thought quick enough i'm not a pervert all right i'm not a bad guy i'm just mildly flawed it's the same thing with race it's not my first thought that counts it's my second my third and my fourth thought in each and every case that i'm in it comes down to the same thing the action and interaction i'm having with the person that i'm interacting with Deep right, got us all thinking. When I heard that part of the scene, y'all, I was like, wait, what? We should hold our thoughts and actions accountable for the flaws they may project onto others. You know, I remember being in the second grade. My teacher asked me if my mom would straighten my hair for the school pictures because my mom used to straighten me and my sister's hair. Not consistently, but it would be like a blue moon thing when she'd be like, well, I think y'all should, you know, go to school with your hair straightened. And I told the teacher and, you know, she liked it. (laughs) 
And I told her, I was like, I don't know. Um, I think my mom is going to straighten my hair for the, for the school picture. I'm not positively sure. And so when my mom came to pick me up, she asked my mom the same question she asked me. And I could tell the look on my mother's face. She was not pleased about being asked that question, y'all. Like, you could just tell her face was reading. Why would you ask me that? So later that day, after, you know, leaving school and everything, my mom told me she wasn't going to straighten my hair for the school picture no more. Point blank period. She was like, I'm not straightening your hair. You're going to wear your curls. And I was confused over the whole ordeal. I, <laughs> but I went along with it. I was confused because I was like, what? You're just straightening my hair. I don't see it as an issue. But she was like, no. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll just be the only girl in the school picture with a curly throw curly long hair because at the time the school that I was at it was the predominantly white Christian private school so a lot of my environment I did not see a lot of people my skin complexion or any other races or any other people with my hair texture our family and another family was the only two black families that went to that school it could have been more but when I tell you I didn't see nobody who looked like me I didn't see nobody who looked like me so I went along with that whole ordeal. And personally for me, like I said, I didn't think it was that big of a big, that much of a big deal. But that quick interaction with my teacher, I viewed to be a harmless statement, affected me for years. Really, Lydia? Yes, it affected me for years. You know, desiring my hair to look more like my peers, quote unquote, presentable. Because like I said, my environment did not show me. It wasn't me. I consciously decided to go against my upbringing, to go against you should love who you are. You should love your natural hair. You should love everything about you because you are beautiful. I decided to go against all that and devalue my natural virgin curls to perms, synthetics, dyes, and more. And yes, you could rebuttal and say, no one forced me to damage my hair, but I also wasn't given the opportunity to love it either. I wasn't placed in an environment that accepted my hair either. I wasn't given the opportunity to say or hear people say, oh, the hair that you have is desirable. The hair that you have is pretty. I didn't hear too much of that. I only heard that when my hair was straightened, when it looked so-called tamed, where it looked, quote unquote, like I said, presentable. You know, I decided to label my hair as an inconvenience and not desirable because that's what I was used to. I did. I wasn't used to seeing me. I wasn't used to seeing representations of me. I wasn't used to it. So when I finally decided to make that shift into loving myself more, it was a little too late, but never too late than never, like I always say. And so in 2019, the Crown Act, which stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, was established. It prohibits race-based hair discrimination in employment and educational opportunities because of hair texture and protective hairstyles, including braids, locks, twists, or bantu knots, basically allowing a little girl, boy, man or woman, a chance to love their hair, a chance to see more representation of them 
And it's okay to look like that. Like you can choose to look however you want to look. But don't feel like you have to look a certain way because of the environment that you are placed in. So they have a chance to love their hair in 17 states, y'all, and 33 to go. Yes, the Crown Act is only active in 17 states, and we have 33 more states to go. And if you want to know more information about that, you can search up thecrownact.com if y'all want to, you know, dig deep into that. But back to the conversation, the impressions, the impressions we leave on people make a big difference whether we acknowledge it or not. So we have to, because yes, we could brush off harmless or ignorant statements, but they replay in our minds subconsciously like a cavity that needs a filling. Our thoughts have become inflamed with pain and irritation for not putting those voices and actions to rest. We have to put them to rest. We have to say time to break the silence. It's okay for me to look different. It's okay for me to wear locks. It's okay for me to wear afros. It's okay for me to appear out of the natural norm of what people think is acceptable because we are not made to look identical. If that was the case, we would be identical, but we're not. We're equal, but we're not identical. We all have different quirks and preferences. That's how God intended us to be equal. You know, placing the knowledge in the hands of those we come across rather than placing hate, rather than placing fears, rather than placing what we think is deemed to be better. And yes, you may say, it's not my responsibility to be the voice of my race, to be the voice of my people, to be the voice. But it's not your responsibility. But wouldn't you want them to be educated? rather than assuming. So I don't get offended when people ask me questions like, your hair can do that? I'm like, yes, it can. And you educate because once you know better, now you're held accountable to do better. We have to continue to teach one another in love, even though we may appear or live differently because we are still equal. We are still equal on the God's eyesight. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We should love one another, not hate one another, not spew malicious and evil intentions upon one another because the world can do that on its own. The devil can try to do that on his own, but don't let him use you as a factor of hate into this world. Continue to educate, continue to teach in love. We should be able to place ourselves back in time where the purity of the world sparkled in our eyes. And we should also place ourselves back to that time where we where that sparkle went away, where we feel empty. And we're like, well, what caused it? What made that little girl stop being that little girl? What made that little boy stop being that little boy? What made us as grown women, us as grown men, what made us stop thriving and seeing the purity in the world we have to reclaim it back whatever the enemy thought he could steal from us he ain't finna take it we have to reclaim it back reclaim back our identity reclaim back our strength because we are kings and queens we are children of the most high mighty so can nothing or no one stop the greatness that is on our names we have to reclaim it Because overall, we must continue to leave good impressions in people's lives. 
you don't think stuff affects you, but it do. Like I said, that harmless little statement of you should straighten your hair. Why is straightened hair the most presentable hairstyle that we can do to our hair? And then the older I got and I realized, no, my curls speak volume. But now that I, you know, decided to put locks in my hair and not have curls anymore, my locks speak volume because I have my own identity. I am my own person. But I'm also going to make the conscious decision to leave good impressions in people's lives, no matter how I may feel about them. You draw more bees with honey than flies with vinegar. Like the Bible say, in love and kindness have I drawn thee. We can't control people, y'all, but we can be the good impressions. You know, the effect and the trauma you can cause in someone's life may seem so minimal to you, may seem like it's not that much of a big deal to you, but it can seem gigantic to them because you don't know what people be going through behind closed doors. Like my parents always taught me, a bully... The only reason they bullying you because they lacking something. Maybe they going through something personal and they feel small in that moment. So for them to feel big, they have to antagonize you. They have to, you know, pick on somebody weaker than them so they could feel, you know, of authority. So they could feel like they have purpose. So we can't, we can't be the bullies in life. We have to continue to be that love and kindness person. And I get it. I know sometimes it's like, well, People don't deserve to be shown love and kindness to stuff that they be doing and stuff. Child, we ain't no messiahs. That's up to God. God, They got to answer to God. They got to answer to him. That's God's job. The only job for you to do is to show them love and kindness. Do what you need to do. Say hallelujah, praise Jesus, hello, goodbye. Keep it pushing. Ain't nobody say you got to be their best friend. All, All I'm saying is love and kindness. You know, something my dad has instilled in me and I try my best to keep this mentality when life gets to me when things don't go the way that I vision them to go I try to repeat what he says to me he says it's not what people do to you your response is what matters in other words we can't control what others do but we can control what we do do not let the negative impressions of life leave a bad taste in your mouth, and you decide to put it onto others. When wanting change, all it takes is one person, y'all. All it takes is one to counteract a multitude of followers. When Jesus first came here, he didn't hit up his mom, Mary, and Joseph, and everybody in the neighborhood saying, y'all follow me. I got this vision that God is speaking to me. He just started talking the talk and walking the walk, and people followed him. Because they saw the greatness. They saw the vision. They saw what he was trying to do, speaking to the earth, speaking to people's lives. Let them know that you won't have to live like this always. Let them know that God loves you. He is your father. He's here to protect you. If you just turn away from the ways of the world and seek his face, he will give you everything that you want and more. You could be that one. You could be that one that can make an imprint on that little kid to make them understand that they are good enough, that they are loved, that they don't have to change their identity to fit into a world that's drastically changing every second. Be who you are because who you are has purpose. Or hypothetically, you could be that little kid. Hypothetically, it could be you because with healing comes forgiveness 
And being able to let go will place you in more opportunities to grow. And that's on period, y'all. That's on period. Well, our time at the reach and God has come to an end. I know I just left y'all with that cliffhanger like that, but I just really want you to reflect. I really want you to think. I really want you to say, my identity is my purpose. And I'm not gonna change who I am in this world because the world will never get you. The world will never understand you. The world doesn't define you. You define the world. That's why God tells us not to worry about the materialisms and the things that the world has to offer because he can bring us wholeness. He can bring us peace. He can bring us everything that we need in life and more. That's why, child, we don't need to be focused on what other people got going on. Control what you can do. Change what you can do. Make that step for you. All right? But it's time for me to get off this thing. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like follow share your respectful thoughts in the comment section share slash tag a friend and make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops plus keep up with my youtube channel lydia's chronicles by subscribing liking and commenting so i know you found me and all of my socials will be in the description box check it out i have material for days on my youtube channel i went to a black owned establishment that was fun my mom hosted an event that was fun you know i just have a lot of stuff on there so y'all check it out all right if no one has told you this today i love you god loves you and jesus love you too but other than that this is your sister friend cousin daughter next door neighbor and homie lydia signing off until we meet again p.s we must always remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally emotionally physically and spiritually with with god y'all I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again, bye.